wouldn't forget. And if we need to change it, we could have. Right. Well, that's what we're doing. Well, all right. Well, all right. Mm -hmm. All right, all right, all right. Oh, after this episode, please save it just to be on the safe side. Yeah, stay on fucking technical difficulties and stuff. Just, yeah, I, I, I thought about it the other day, and then I was just like, eh, no, it'll be fine. Yeah, I was wrong. <laughs> it's, hey. It's not fine. I got it. It's saved. Yeah, but from now on, we just need to be a little bit more proactive on making sure we don't lose our shit. Yeah, not let and us And then lose our shit some more. Two weeks. Yeah. But hey, I'm just proud that we're an episode ahead. Oh, well, so he's trying to be. That's pretty fucking awesome for us. I know. We're still on a weekend doing it, though. Yeah, but we're a week ahead, so if... For some reason, we couldn't do this. Like, yeah, you know, my medical issues I've had this week. If we weren't able to do it, we would have been fine. That's true. So, yay for us. Yeah, and I already have next week's planned already. So, out fucking standing. I know. I'm ahead of the game. Well, let's get this done. Okay. It's a pineapple party. Oh, we got polyamory too. What's that? You want a kink fest? A little BDSM? Well, buckle up, Buttercups, because we got that too. It's the Kitchen Sink ENM and Kink Podcast. And welcome back. It is episode number 66. Yes, it is. We only need 600 more so that we can get to 666. Ah, why would you choose that number? Because. Because. <laughs> I'm a child of the darkness. I mean, this is true. You and are it definitely. is Scorpio season now. <laughs> officially. Is, is that what it is? Yes. Okay. It started at like midnight, October 22nd. Oh, October 22nd. So yeah, just the other day. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah. I don't know what today's day is. I don't know if this is the weekend. I think it's the 23rd. I don't know. As, you're the one with the watch. <laughs> I, I can't see anything on my watch. I'm, I can see us oh, on my watch. Oh, oh, because. Okay. Thanks to an awesome fan from our good friend, Amy. Yeah. He purchased you slash us a new ring light. I know. I'm really loving it. So, and so thank you very much because it was desperately needed. Yes. And I believe his name is Mike. I believe so. Yes. So thank you, Mike. If you listen to this by chance, we really appreciate it. Now we can do video again for the podcast. Yay. And... Tink, of course, can make all kinds of slutty videos. Yes, because basically our old one is just sitting where it is, propped up just like almost precariously because it just falls, any, yeah. it'll just fall randomly. <laughs> but hey, we got three years out of it. Yeah, I mean, it's not <laughs> bad. I mean, for a China-made ring light. Right, but this and one- And you used the shit out of it. I did use the shit out of it. A lot. And it went everywhere with us. Be yeah. And that's what's nice about this one, too, is it has its own carrying bag. So I The can base is also much sturdier feeling. It does. It, it looks like it's a lot sturdier because it comes up in that A-frame. Yeah. And it doesn't have the legs that go completely down. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really digging it. So thank you to yes. Amy and to Mike. Um, and we didn't mention on the Podbash episode who the fuck Amy is. No. And I feel like a douchebag. Well, we realized this after the fact. So you're not really a douchebag. It was just one of those where like we kind of assumed well, the nature. It's because we didn't play with her in a content creating way. Well, that whole event wasn't a content making mo uh, event either. So for us. For, yeah, for us. We for saw everyone it. else. Yeah, it, everyone it, else. It was. They were having fun. They had yeah. things planned. But for us, we were there to meet people, mingle, um, get to know everybody in person versus, you know, from how many miles away. Right. So we did not give any info on Amy. Yes. Um, but she is pretty well known mm -hmm. in, you know, the OnlyFans world. Yes. Uh, her at on OnlyFans is CA Unicorn Girl. Mm-hmm. So you can pretty much find her anywhere on that Twitter or X, yeah, X. Uh, Instagram, TikTok. I mean, she has like five TikToks, but yeah. if you just search CA unicorn girl, you will find her. She is a beautiful blonde, curly yes. blonde hair. Absolutely. Um, and her OnlyFans is fucking fire. Oh my God. Yes. I think she's. She's below the top 1%. She's like up there. Yeah. So 
you won't be disappointed if you go check her out. You definitely will not be. I did put her in the show notes. You like, did. I, I put the link there, but I will keep it there again. That way for anybody who's missed it, you'll be able to find her. Yeah, because like I said, I feel like a douchebag for not properly introducing her when we talked about her. You know, thinking, ah, she was a a playmate. <laughs> not thinking in terms of content creation because that's not what we were doing. Yes. But... There is some footage and pictures from that play session mm-hmm. that you managed to get and that I yes. managed to get yes. on your OnlyFans mm-hmm. and Fansly and on her OnlyFans. That's correct. So so if you are on one of our pages or if you're on my page, you'll see her tagged on there and you'll be able to go right to her. Correct. And you can go and see all of her fun, sexy things she gets into. Oh, yeah. She gets into a lot. Yes. Kind of makes me a little jealous. Oh, don't be. All right. So what do you have for us for the swing segment this week? My oh, beautiful right. wife. <laughs> You're being so kind. Um, so for the swing topic, a lot of us women kind of, or at least for me, and I, and I feel like there's a lot of us. So that's why I'm speaking this way. There's a lot of you. Lord help us. Oh my God. Thanks. No, but there's a lot of us who go about the lifestyle in small steps. So we start off with a soft swap and then from there we progress further in, but didn't we talk about this already? Sort of, but (laughs) it's one of those things. How does a woman get to the point of being able to either one be comfortable to play solo or to be comfortable to move past that soft swap to a full swap. Uh, the old, when is it time to let another dick inside Yes, the precious canal? <laughs> That's like literally kind of how I felt it was like. You know, I was like, when is that time? When am I ready? And obviously, each person is going to be feeling different about it. Very different, um, usually. Well, Yeah. You know, there's going to be some that are, you know, after their first soft swap, you know, they suck the dick and now they're like, all right, now I want, I want that fucking cock. Put it in me. (laughs) Pretty much. I need to feel the cock. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And then you have others where eh, they're kind of going to ride that I'm not comfortable yet. Like, but yeah, I mean, I rode that for a long time. Yeah. For a couple of years. Yeah. And I was okay with that. And yes, ladies, we're going to have guys that we come across that are not really comfortable well maybe not comfortable they don't want to stick around and wait for you to be like okay yeah now i want your dick they're gonna go to the lady who will suck their cock and then um automatically just sit on it that's what they're going for and you'll have that but then you'll also have the ones that they'll keep coming back to play with you and then you kind of build from there with them to get that confidence of okay i do want to play with this man and go further well from a male perspective, mm-hmm. I feel like if a guy doesn't want to play soft swap, mm-hmm. you know, like whether that's with a couple or just, you know, you and him solo, mm-hmm. that tells me he's probably not very good at anything. Oh, so like his skills are lacking. Yeah, because I mean, I personally, I would almost rather just soft swap. Just yeah. skip the fucking because I like, think you I think you get more uh enjoyment out of that. I just do. because it's more sensual and each woman is a little bit different on how she does things. Yeah, I mean I love, you know, when a woman is just all about my dick. Mm-hmm. I mean that I think turns you on and like your dick gets harder. <laughs> it does. I mean because that's like their sole focus. Yeah. At, in, in a soft swap, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, like, yes, the really good uh, women make sure they take care of, you know, your balls and your taint and all that good stuff. And, you know, they use hands and their mouth and tongue and fingers and all kinds of stuff. But mm-hmm. it's just an overall better experience. And in, in my opinion, yeah, I mean, anybody can fuck. Right. Like you're literally just putting a dick in a hole. Right. And then you're just going with the motions of it until you come and you hope that the woman you're with gets to come too. Yeah. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Certain instances, 
you know, just the, the hype around the whole event can kind of really make sex hot. Yeah. But for me, I like that intimacy of, you know, mouth on privates. <laughs> I mean, Almost like you kind of get lost in it a little bit where I feel like when you're having sex, not every time are you going to get lost in that. Oh no. Especially for us guys, I feel because most of the time we're doing all the work. Yeah. So like, unless you're, I mean, yes, you're doing all the work, but you're going to enjoy being down there doing all the work. Well, yeah. But I mean, when, when my mouth is on a pussy, it's, you know, I'm thoroughly enjoying that because I enjoy the taste. I enjoy the smells. You know, I enjoy hearing, you know, the moans and the, the different breathing patterns, mm-hmm. you know, and I love feeling their body twitch and move, you know, underneath me. Yeah. When you're having sex, you don't really get a lot of that. Not really. Um, especially if you end up being with somebody who's kind of like a starfish, then, you know, it's not really enjoyable at all. Yeah, I mean, at most, when you're having good sex, you can hear, you know, the breathing change if they're audible, you know, like you can hear them talking and, you know, making obscenities and stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah. But I feel like it's different because I think any guy can, or just about any guy can make them do that. I mean, it's a good possibility. I mean. It's not like it sets anything apart. Right. I mean, perfect example. You know, like I have watched content from our friends mm-hmm. and I have played with those friends. And when it comes to the sex part, they don't really react any differently. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, you know, if one guy gets them to react that way and so does the other guy, there's really nothing setting that apart or making it special. Right. But when it's soft swap, I feel like that's much more intimate, takes a lot more skill Mm -hmm. and sexual IQ. Yes, definitely. You know, to really make it a good experience for both partners. And the thing is, so, I mean, obviously when it comes to actually fucking somebody else, you know, for the most part, you know what you're doing. And even if not, like, it's not going to be complete trash. Like, it's going to be still feeling good. But when it comes to doing a soft swap, you really have to, especially the first time you do it with somebody, you don't know what they like. So you're kind of figuring it out as you go and you're reading into, you know, their body language and their moans and, you know, how they are reacting to what you are doing at that given time with whatever, you know, technique that you have. And then you're going off of their feedback as well. If they're vocal enough to tell you, Oh, Hey, focus here or focus there. Right. And I mean, like they should be doing that in both, you know, soft and full swap. Yeah. I feel like that sometimes once you actually get to a full swap that for some reason that kind of gets like put to the wayside of, like telling them what you need. Yeah. I, I've definitely noticed that with women, like they're perfectly fine telling you, you know, like when you're going down on them, like, Oh, you know, not so much pressure, like a little faster, you know, don't just focus on the clit, you know? Yeah. But then as soon as your dick goes in them, they don't say a word. I'm, and I'm guilty of that. Like I'll just, I think a part of me, and I don't know, maybe it's just because I always feel like there's going to be another opportunity that we play again. So I'm just riding out that first ride just to see how things are, because it's going to be a little bit different than how it is with me and you. Right. So I'm just kind of like, well, I'm just here for the ride and I want to know what you got, you know, how am I going to respond without saying anything? I think a lot of men in the lifestyle when they first play with another woman, mm-hmm. you know, like if it's a new uh, partner, mm-hmm. they go to old, old trusty and they just start jackhammering. Oh God, no. You know, and you can't do that. Like you, you almost with every female, you got to start out slow. Well, like, I mean like they do, but then like, then as right soon after as that, then it's like, they're just fucking pound town. <laughs> yeah. Like as soon as they think you're having a good time, they just oh. start picking up the pace. Yeah, no, and, you can't do that. We're like we're like an ocean. But, like but we women don't tell them to go, stop. This is true. This is true. And that's why they do it. Yeah, because they don't they don't know because they're not being told. Where like for me, 
I don't jackhammer unless like I'm told to. Right. Like you are given that, oh my God, I'm going to be coming now. Fuck me hard. Yeah. Like I would much rather just take, you know, a nice, easy pace. Yeah. You know, and kind of do long strokes, switch it up with like some deep, you know, thrust up by like the A spot if I can mm, get there. Yes. You know, and then go back to, you know, the long strokes in a, you know, in a rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. And please. meanwhile, you know, be kissing on their neck and kissing them and, yeah. you know, just kind of moving my hands all over their body. A lot of guys don't do shit like that. No. It's dick in and just go to town. Yeah, pretty much. That's you know, exactly how I feel. It ends up a lot of the stories that I, that the women talk about is just kind of like they get pounded. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, not saying that not every woman wants that because there's a lot to do. Right. But there is a little bit of finessing that has to go with it too, just like you do when you're doing oral. Right. I feel like there definitely has to be a buildup to that. Yeah. You know, I mean, and of course there's always going to be, you know, the ladies that like the large guys and like, mm -hmm. that's kind of like once they're in, they're like, okay, pound me. Yeah. And that's cool. But like, I know you don't like that. No. I know a bunch of other of our, our friends don't like that. Mm -hmm. So guys kind of have to, if the woman isn't telling you what to do, you need to ask. Yeah. You yeah. know, even though you may sound stupid or. Like you, know, you feel like you're ruining the moment because you're talking while you're fucking. It's not because you need that conversation. Right. And but, sometimes she could be completely lost in her brain. <laughs> I will say it like that, that the words are not going to come out of her mouth. Yeah. So if you say something that opens her up to talk to you and right. be like, Hey, okay, I can, I can converse with you while we're actually in the middle of fucking. It's okay. But you don't have to stop what you're doing. No, no. And I think there's, like you don't be like, I'm fucking her. And then, Oh, let me pull out. Hey, so did you like that? Did you, do you need me to go to the left? Yeah, did we'll you need see. me to like put it back in and go faster? Like, no. I don't feel like there's enough men out there that can Are confident enough. Yeah. That can just keep stroking yeah while having a conversation i mean you know like you can keep your rhythm and be like oh man does this feel good you know do you want me to take even longer strokes or do you want me to pound that pussy you know you gotta tell me what you want baby you know so yeah in a way it kind of it seems like you're gonna run along that line of talking dirty right without talking dirty right you're but you're trying to figure out what, what do you want good. because you haven't made a different sound in like 10 minutes now so yeah. what yeah. do you need yeah you know so like you kind of have to work on that and i feel like guys should be doing that with their wives yeah you know if they have a wife if they're if it's not a single guy um yeah practice, just for practice practice communication while having sex yeah you know because it it will actually throw some women off because they're not used to that and they're like, oh my god, like, like why is he why is he telling me this? Like, am, am I doing something wrong or? Well, no, is but you thinking he's no, not doing good. No, I'm not even talking about that. I'm no? just saying they'll be surprised because your dick hasn't stopped yeah. and you're still talking to them. Yeah, that will be a surprise because most guys can't do that, right? So that right there will give you bonus points. Totally. Even if they don't tell you what to do, at least. They're turned on knowing you're trying to learn what they want. Yeah. So we kind of got a little down a rabbit hole, yeah. And, yeah. but that's all right. Um, one thing that I feel that for us women who have started out with just a soft, soft swap and you're going to move into, or you're feeling like you're ready to move into a full swap. What I think you should do is push yourself a little bit by little bit. So, you know, have you know you're giving head whatnot if you're really vibing with that person and you're comfortable and you have it in your mind that you want to actually do a full swap with him then just do it because if you feel like you really want to then you're already ready whereas if you are sitting there and you're still like I really like giving him head. This is really enjoyable for me. It's still turning me on. I like when he goes down on me, but I don't really know. Like you're almost kind of pumping the brakes about the thought of going further Then no, you're not ready to do that. Okay. So what you're saying is if while you are in the act of a soft swap, mm -hmm. if your brain is saying, I would really like his dick in me right now mm -hmm. to just do it. Yes. Now that could be a problem for some soft swap couples. 
because if the male half is not on board with that yet, or if it's a couple swap, like if they're doing a soft swap with a couple, right. And the other woman is not ready to take the dick. That could be, that could be a slight issue. Now that would have to be, you know, discussed between that situation of those, you know, those two partners of how they would go about it if they were doing a soft swap would they keep it just strictly a soft swap if that's how they went in because if that's how you went in that's how it has to stay because otherwise you will have issues yeah i mean and i feel like that should be discussed between all four people yes prior to clothes coming off yeah you know because i mean we did the soft swap thing Mm -hmm. for a while we did and we you know after like the first or second time we had discussed afterwards like how we felt about things and you know if we wanted to do more and blah 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 right the whole debriefing of how it went down so eventually it got to the point where before a soft swap would happen Mm -hmm. we would say like hey if i'm feeling comfortable you know can i do this right and you or i would be like either yeah, I'm good with that, or no, I'm not. Yep. And then when we would talk to the couple, we would let them know, like, hey, we discussed it. Mm-hmm. If, you know, two of us feel like we could full swap and the other two aren't ready, like, we're okay with that. Yeah. If you guys are. Yeah. You know. Yeah, basically having that communication with everybody involved is definitely important. And if it was you know, say you're either a single female or a solo playing female, you know, your partner's allowed to go play elsewhere with other couples or whatnot. You can do the same, but you've only been in that soft swap scenario. Obviously speak to your partner beforehand. If you feel like you are slowly starting to get to that point where you're comfortable with wanting to do a full swap with somebody. So that way he's prepared because you may not know until you are with that person that I want to now fuck him. Well, and it it could be the sixth time with that person. Right. You know, it it changes every time you play. Right. You know, because every play session is going to be different. The vibe's going to be different. You know, the emotions and, you know, all that are going to be different. Yeah. So if you're going to, you know, move on to a full swap and you're going to have sex with somebody, mm-hmm. like you definitely have to have that conversation with your potential partner. Mm-hmm. And with, you know, your husband or spouse or whatever beforehand, because it's just a matter of time, you know, before you transition from soft swap to full swap. It is. And it will vary. I mean, I've had, well, I don't even know how long, what, two, two, three years for me before I was finally yeah. like, like, I want to actually have a full swap with a, with a guy. And then even then each partner that I've had, it has varied now. You know, I don't play with random and I also build at connection with somebody. So just because that first time we got together doesn't mean even any soft play is going to happen. Right. Um, there's times where it'll be multiple, multiple, multiple play sessions and it's just a soft swap mm-hmm. um, until I finally decide that I get to that comfortable where I'm like, OK, I definitely want to get that cock now. Yeah. And I mean, but going into th- the swing lifestyle you were never really like full charge ahead except with the women yeah yeah i was i was very um i don't know how i would call it i wasn't like well i think starting off because i wasn't you were, apprehensive i just wasn't eager no. to grab another dick <laughs> well i think that you were worried because this was the first good relationship that you've had well yeah and there was that. <laughs> you didn't want. You I know, didn't want something like me playing with another guy to ruin that. Right. And then, you know, in my head, because there was that whole transition of, you know, A&M, that this is okay and acceptable. It was hard for me to realize that it was acceptable. Right. We, as long as we're communicating and we're obviously doing this together that it's okay. But yeah, see, in my head, I had to be like, it's okay. It's okay. And that's what I feel like took the longest for you. It really had nothing to do with the other guys. Yeah. Like, it wasn't a, 
Like it wasn't like I wasn't attracted enough to them or they didn't weren't bringing to the table what I was looking right. for. It's not like you didn't want to fuck other guys at the time. Yeah. You were just afraid that if you did or if you made it seem like you wanted to, mm-hmm. that I would get upset and, you know, we'd have a big blowout fight and all that. Especially because all of my other relationships, that's exactly what would have happened. Oh, yeah. So I had no, I had nothing good in that scenario to base off of the scenario that could potentially happen. And all I could see was this is not going to be something good. Yeah. And it, it took me years and years of just constantly reassuring you, you know, that, hey, it's okay to have those desires and to mm-hmm. want to do this. And, you know, it's okay to blow another guy. It's okay to <laughs> fuck another guy. Yeah. And you sometimes know. like we have talked many, many times before, probably in the beginning on our episodes, you literally set it up for me to go suck our friend's dick in the hallway at yeah. one of the hotel takeovers. Yeah. Because I, I just got sick of, you know, <laughs> me going, well, maybe, but not right. doing anything. Yeah. Like, I knew you wanted to. So if you, and you might have a partner who is just like Pedro, where he kind of knows you better than you, which I mean, it is what it is. And if that's the case, sometimes it's a blessing in disguise and you might be able to have him just kind of push you in a little bit more and get you going. But just a warning for any partners out there that, you know, may want to take that route and Mm kind of give them a helpful little nudge. (laughs) Just make sure that you know, for a fact that they're ready. That they do want to do it. Yes. Like, yeah. I knew for a fact that you wanted to at least soft swap. Yeah. You know, because, like, I saw you eyeing up dicks and watching other people play, and you're mm-hmm. just eyes wide open, and, you know, you'd get super horny. And so I knew <laughs> right that you just needed me to be like, hey, suck his dick right here, right now. Yep. And that was basically no thinking the about start it. Of- no, just just get on it. Mm-hmm. And that's what you did. Yep. And then even after that, it took, you know, a couple months of seeing the same people that, you know, like mm-hmm. we started playing with and stuff and me still going, okay, like <laughs> it's okay. Go suck their dick, you know, yep. go play with them. And then eventually, of course, it was like, you were the one coming to me going, oh, I can't wait to see so-and-so. I can't wait to suck his dick and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And then eventually once, you know, we had the discussion like we've talked about many times about losing out on potential play partners because you weren't ready to full swap yet. Yeah. Now that one, I did not set up. Like I didn't force you into that at all, Mm-mm. you know, because I, I felt like for you in our relationship, you needed to take that step on your own. Yeah. Because if I would have set it up and been like, okay, here it is. Mm-hmm. You would have done it. But I wouldn't have been like happy about it. Yeah. Or like I wouldn't have taken it. I don't think you would have enjoyed it. Yeah. The way you should have. Right. At least not until afterwards. But I want you, I wanted you to enjoy, you know, that first time and, you know, to actually get that feeling of, oh, I'm doing this Mm -hmm. and it's fun. Yeah. And nobody's mad at me yeah that's what I said that, that was definitely the key is nobody's mad that this happened like okay this is acceptable all right yeah and I think you know that's the point you women have to get to yeah. is you have to understand that what you want is perfectly acceptable yeah you know and no one should be getting mad at you for that nope and if they do then you have issues outside of the lifestyle mm-hmm. and you need to work on that before being in it Right. So good talk. Yeah. Good talk. So yes, that's kind of where I'm at on how to support women for that. And if any of you also have any, you know, questions or scenarios where you're like, Hey, this is how I'm feeling. Definitely feel it. Be comfortable to reach out to me. I'm definitely willing to talk to you. Yeah. And you know, men, same thing. If you're having, you know, some, some issues with that whole, I don't know about another guy's PP in my wife's vagina, you know, but you want to do it. You just mm-hmm. have those reservations. You know, you can always talk to me. I'll do my best to give you my insight on things. Yeah. You know. And you're a really good talker, so. Yeah. And I just. Lots of guidance. I, I, I just may not, you know, get right back to you. I get a lot of messages and stuff, but I will do my best. Yeah. All right. So. Polly. What are we going to talk about with Polly? So this one is kind of an interesting thing. And. Sometimes it kind of falls into how I feel sometimes. Um, 
say you're in a relationship with somebody and you guys obviously got to play in bed, whatnot. There's the changing of the bedding after you play with somebody else. Do you feel that it is appropriate or respectful to change the sheets if you were playing with somebody else? I feel like if there isn't a very strong friendship between everybody, Mm -hmm. then yes, it would be respectful to change the bedding, you know, so that it doesn't smell like you and your other partner fucking. Right. Like if you had, you know, made this person squirt all over the bed, I'd be like, yeah, that has to get fucking changed. Yeah. Or. And for breezed. (laughs) You know, or like, you know, if a dude was coming on your tits or your face and missed and now some it's other like on the pillow dudes come is on my bed like i'm not gonna yeah be cool with that you know so how would you feel if it was say in a swing lifestyle kind of thing or a scenario where you know where you have a hotel room you have basically a hot wife that you oh, played with in a hotel i don't give a fuck <laughs> all right so i mean we literally had that we did. At Pod Bash. I mean, like, you and Adam fucked or did your thing. Yeah. On our bed. Yeah. And there was God knows what on our bed. And then you and I fucked a million times. We and did. then uh, you, Amy, and I all fucked. I think that was probably the day that the bed was probably as wet as it got that whole time. Yeah, I mean, from it, like the beginning of that morning, it was damp. It was a very damp bed. Yeah, from like one one corner to the other, but it was all like up by the pillows. Yeah, but I mean, there was a lot of face riding. There, there definitely there was a lot of that for for damn sure. Um, do you feel like because it's an event that it's not really like everything basically is going to occur? Well, it's not my room. I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm sleep. I'm barely sleeping at an event. You this know, this is true. We have very, very little amount of sleep. Yeah, and it's and it's like I'm not expecting it to be pristine. Like we're there to fuck, right? And if you know we're sharing a room, like we do, obviously, mm-hmm. and we play separately. If we're both playing in our room with different people, you know, if we don't have two beds or whatever you know like some have the two queens oh yeah we just had a king we did we just had a king so Which i actually realized that that was the first event we've ever gone to where we had a king i know it was the first time that we only had one bed because normally we have a fuck bed we do we have a designated fuck bed and a designated sleep bed yeah so at pod bash next year i'm trying to get us yeah let, let's do that just, i mean it, not it that just I depends really... on the room because right. i want to get you a room with a stripper pole oh okay well, that sounds like fun. Yeah. So you just um, want to see me have a terrible time trying to dance. I, I do, <laughs> but I want all That's the, awesome. but I want everybody to come enjoy it with me. We can have like a whole row of chairs around and you can do like fake money. Just let it rain. That'd be fun. Or real money, whatever you want. <laughs> I don't really care. Down real money. But I don't know. No, I I'm, felt like there'd be a lot more if you just had the fake money. Then it'd be more fun. Stay on track. I'm sorry. Distracted. You distracted me with a poll. Um, but yeah, in a poly situation, yeah. the only time I really think that's acceptable to not change mm-hmm. sheets is if you have a live-in partner. So it it doesn't matter if it's a girlfriend or if it's a guy, mm-hmm. you know, like a boyfriend situation. If you all sleep in the same bed. Then it wouldn't really matter. Then who gives a shit? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like we. we change the sheets at the normal intervals. Yeah. Like we've normally that's kind of like our situation is usually when we have a girlfriend, we're usually having it together. Um, so we never really had to ever change the sheets unless it was because, you know, somebody had the wettest spot on their side and yeah. they were like, yeah, we need to change the sheets. Cause I don't want to sleep on a towel. Yeah. I mean, and even when we've had like male, female, male mm-hmm. in our bed, you know, like with my best friend or whatever. Yeah. We didn't change the sheets until like after he was gone. Yeah. He was here for days. Yeah. Because why dirty more sheets? Like, I don't know. Like I've slept in his room as kids. (laughs) 
you know. Well, I think you're also, you're comfortable with them too. So, it, you know, when you don't have any kind of, you know, rapport with somebody, then you're not going right. to want to have oh, anything yeah. like yeah. that with them. Yeah, so, I mean, like, if I were to bring, now see, here's where the only thing might be different. Okay. Because of our hot husband dynamic. Mm-hmm. If, like, say I had a hot wife over here mm-hmm. while you were out you know, doing something mm-hmm. and then you came home. I feel like obviously the first thing you're going to want to do is fuck. Yeah. So I'm not going to change the sheets after she leaves before you get home. Okay. Well that could also kind of feed into that whole, like I would be able to smell her and right. whatever was going on right. in there. Cause you know, shit went down then. Well, yeah. So exactly. you're already going to like your senses are heightened and, mm-hmm. You're like, oh, some fuckery went down here. Right, right. (laughs) And then, like, I'm going to be adding to that mess because I'd be more turned on. And that whole, like, let me show him how, like, badly I wanted him during that time. But if it was a polyamorous partner Mm -hmm. that you weren't super close to, then... It would be a little different. You would probably be like, so-and-so was here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it is interesting the difference between that because they're similar in some aspects, but they're different in others. And that's where there is that little bit of a crossover where in that instance you would need the right because changed. in the polyamorous relationship, obviously, you know, we have an emotional connection. Yeah, it's a, it's different. So, you know, even if her and I were to have sex. You can't really use it as that hot husband thing no. because a big part of the reclaiming for you is we have that emotional connection yeah. where me and the hot wife or the single lady do not. Right. So that's what makes our sex together so good. Yeah. So if I had a polyamorous girlfriend that came over and we fucked in our bed, mm-hmm. then I would change the sheets before we went to bed again. Yeah. You know, that would definitely be the way to go. And the same thing, like if you had a guy here that I wasn't involved with. Right. We weren't doing like a male, female, male. Right. Then you would want the sheets to be changed. Right. But now if it is a male, female, male, then I'm probably not going to give a fuck. <laughs> like as long as there ain't jizz on my, on my pillow, I don't give a fuck. Right. And that would only be because any time for a male, female, male to occur between us would be because you are close with him on some kind of a level. Uh, of friendship well yeah i mean here yes yeah at a club or something i mean i don't really have to be friends i just have to you know vibe with the guy right but if it's happening here then yeah we're obviously friends yeah definitely so that's my opinion that's your on changing the sheets changing them sheets making the laundry more (laughs) endless mountain of laundry (laughs) (laughs) all right so our bdsm segment We've talked about uh, humiliation and degradation, but kind of just skimming the surface. Oh, okay. And basically, we've skimmed the surface as far as we what we've talked about, what degradation is. So as a recap, the degradation is a type of uh, sadomasochism, and it's where, you know, you are being degraded. To the point of, you know, you're feeling small or lower than in in value because of the words that are being said to you or the tone of voice or even a a physiological aspect that your dominant is doing towards you. But what, and this is actually not something that actually gets talked a lot about. I mean, it's still kind of taboo. It is. It is. And it's because we were raised to not accept this type of behavior well, that and you to always be nice to people right you don't have anything nice to say don't say nothing at all <laughs> you're over here going dee, 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 dee. <laughs> shut the fuck up bitch no. pretty much <laughs> and you know we've suppressed that ability to take that on as a turn on um and a lot of people have actually fantasized about being degraded because we were told for so long it's not okay to do to somebody. Some people, I feel, you know, it's definitely a trauma response. Yes. And others, you know, may have never gotten degraded 
you know, throughout their life. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's a turn on to them because, oh, well, this is something totally new. And, you know, I've never experienced feeling like that before. Right. Where other people, they end up liking it because it's in that I can control how I'm being degraded. Yeah. Unlike in my past where I had no control over it. Right. So it it definitely can stem very deeply. Um, So, okay. So I have an example of kind of where you're going with that. Mm -hmm. As far as it is something that stemmed real deep um, from past trauma, basically. Um, It was a guy who, I have to pull it up because me and my little brain can't remember anything. So it was, um, I'm losing my voice. There was a guy who was in Vietnam and it caused him to be very hyper vigilant and disconnected from his emotions. And he also had some trauma from his mom. And what it had done was he basically shut off all of his emotions So there was no real ability of crying or, you know, feeling that, you know, disheartening and despair or anything. So for him with being degraded by somebody, it allowed those emotions to come back out. It allowed him to actually cry and feel something again where he had to literally turn it all off. And it was, you know, obviously very traumatic being Vietnam And then even more emotionally traumatic with his mom being the way that she was towards him, that he basically completely shut down as a human being. Like he no longer had those normal functioning emotions that most people have. Mm -hmm. So by being able to be degraded by somebody, he could pull that back out again and experience those things that he can't otherwise do on his own. Which and is where a lot of that psychological part of the degradation comes into that's not talked about. And it's so, so hard to find because, again, each person's going to be different with it, but nobody talks about it either and why some people are going to seek it out versus why others do. Oh, yeah. I mean, it can definitely be a, a form of therapy for some people. It can. You know, and because they get to cry it out, you know. Yes. And then they get you know, the aftercare mm-hmm. that's needed, you know, as long as they're with a good, respectable dominant, yeah. Um, you know, that they're reassured that, you know, it was just a scene right. and that they can cry all they want, get it all out, yeah. you know, they're safe. Mm-hmm. But in that moment, it's, you know, takes them right back to where, you know, they need to heal from. Yes. So I feel like you get a lot more of that than you do from the other side where they've never experienced it. Mm-hmm. And then they hear it for the first time and then they're like, oh, call me a stupid cum slut that can't fucking tie her own shoes because she's a dumb bitch. Yeah, give it to me. Yeah, there's definitely, then there's that aspect, just like that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> where they realize they're like, oh my God, I love when he calls me his filthy little whore. Yeah. I mean, usually with those types of people, men and women alike, they have very abrupt stopping points. Right. Like like how far, yeah, Yeah. there are limits on how far (laughs) you can go with it. So, you know, you have, you know, some people who are saying absolutely not, you cannot spit in my face. Mm. That would be something that that's taboo to them. Don't do that, that. That crosses the line. Where others are like, oh, my God, you can spit in my face, pull my hair, smack my face, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. And that's that's for them. That works for them. And then you have ones that are even further into it that need, you know, a whole psychological aspect of being degraded. Where oh, yeah. Like they are totally mind-fucking them. Yeah. I mean, there is people out there that, you know, they need to be completely used and abused by somebody. Mm-hmm in like the most degrading ways possible in order to feel sexually aroused. Yeah. You know, like I'm sure some of our listeners have heard of human urinals. Yes. You know, where you'll, you'll see a lot of that gold, the golden showers being done in a degradation type of way. Yeah. But in when it's degradation, 
it's more it's the, extreme. the human urinal. Like they're making you drink urine. Yeah, like your you mouth know. is going to be like that's the, the urinal. Yeah. yeah. Um and you basically get used as you know property. Yeah. Like you're nothing. Nobody is allowed to give you any sort of humanization. Mm-hmm. So if you're in like a club or something like a dungeon club, mm-hmm. no one is allowed to even acknowledge you as a human being. Right. Like you're just a piece you're of just shit. Property just sitting there. Yeah. So there's extreme levels to this. Yes. <laughs> um, now as a sadist myself, you know, I, I really enjoy degradation. You do. Because I love the mental aspect of things. Mm-hmm. Like I love tearing somebody down mentally and emotionally and then building them back up after the scene is over. Yes. You, you definitely, know. you definitely will take it down to a low level and then you bring them back up. Yes. But I like doing that with the people that have kind of that trauma response to it. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of doing that with the people that, you know, just want it because, oh, it sounds hot. Yeah. You know, I like, you want that deeper, right. You I want have that to know deeper it, emotion from I have that to know person. It hurts. Yeah. Like if it doesn't hurt you, you don't, don't want to do it. You're like, I don't, that doesn't do anything for me then. Exactly. So if, it, if I can't hurt somebody with words, mm-hmm. I don't want to use my words. I'd rather be just like the different, do it physically. Right. So, I mean, like, how do you feel about the whole, like, degradation thing for you in in our dynamic? So, we had talked about it when we were at Podbash um, because Amy is a, another submissive. Now, she wasn't a submissive to you. She was just playing as a bottom to you. Um, but... There was the comparison that I had had where she was able to be more of a pain slut than I was. And that was kind of my go-to from when me and you started first talking, you had told me about your pain slut. And I knew like I couldn't be full on pain slut because there's no way I could be like, let me, let me have you punch me in the face. Like I was not that extreme. However, I wanted to find my strength in other areas of taking pain and you know, there's an area that she was able to do it in, which is the area that is the only area that I can do it in because I'm not about it in my face. Right. Even on my tits, I'm not about it. And, you know, I couldn't get myself at the point where she was. And it was kind of like that was where I saw myself as, you know, it, I guess you could call it as like a goal for myself. So when you pointed out to me, oh, you know, she can take more pain than you. How does that make you feel? You know, you're not, you're not being a really good pain slut. Like that to me, like got me to the core. And like I did, a part of me wanted to cry because like you took something that I had as a value and you put it in a way where I lost it. And that in itself was degrading. Mm-hmm. And it was that mind fuck for me. And, you know, I wanted to keep going further and I couldn't. And I had to, you know, say I, I was done. <laughs> so for me, the, the degradation part is definitely more on that mental, emotional aspect. And, you know, it's definitely the words that is what gets me on the degradation versus anything else. Like you could call me a filthy slut and I like that, but there's other things where I hold myself to a value on that. If you attack that, it hits me differently and a lot deeper. And then, then I'm more lost in my mind until you build me back up. I will say though, uh, you do respond very well to certain physical acts of degradation. Like which ones? Um, like when you slap me? Oh, yeah. Like when I slap you or like I reprimand you in a way that kind of makes you feel like, you know, like you're useless. Like like you don't uh, mean anything to me. Yeah. Um, that really turns you on. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely slightly fucked up in the head. I probably have trauma at some point. 
for the longest time, you were a no on spitting. Yeah. And then we did it. And I was okay with it. And you started like begging me to fuck you harder. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, or like just be rougher in general, yeah. like any, with anything, whether you were choking me or pulling my hair or whatever you were doing yeah, at that like moment, it, I'd wanted it harder. It unlocked like this whole other dimension yeah. of being a useless whore. Yeah. And, you know, so you don't think about it. No. Unless. I'm put in that moment. Right. In the moment. Mm -hmm. And then you just like take off running with it. So I think a lot of things that people who enjoy degradation get is that it gives you this opportunity to not think about anything. So like in everyday life, I'm not a very dominant person. However, I do a lot of things on my own which kind of gives me that I have to be thinking about this, 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 and this, and this. But yet when we are in a scene where you decide we're going to have some degradation in there, you literally make me have to just feel whatever you're doing, whether it be something painful, whether it's the words you're saying to me, I'm not thinking about anything else at that point. Right. Just what is coming out of your mouth and what is going on in that scene. And that's what people are striving to get when they are taking on the degradation during a play scene. Well, and like, I obviously have known you for going on 10 years now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know kind of like the trauma that you've been through. Yes. And how you never really got to, you know, move on and heal from that. Oh, hell no, I have not. So I use that Mm -hmm. in our play, you know, to kind of like, get down to the core of things. Yeah. You know, because for you, when, when I'm super rough and when I'm super degrading, Mm -hmm. um, when I make you feel like the only thing that you're good for is a a wet hole. Yeah. Like you love that. But the second we stop, you get super emotional. Yeah. And you need that aftercare. Yeah. But that aftercare is part of your healing. Yeah. Because now you're getting somebody who's giving a shit. Yeah. You know, where you never had that before. But if we were to just talk about those things. It wouldn't do the same. It doesn't matter what I do or say. It doesn't change how you feel about those past incidents. No. But by taking you there and treating you even worse than that. Yeah. You know, it it breaks you down to a level where when you're coming back up, you know, emotionally you're healing from the shit that you never got to heal from. Yeah, little bit by little bit. It's obviously not something that, you know, right. after two play scenes, you're <laughs> yeah. going to be like, oh, I'm better. But yeah. even then, you don't actually know exactly what it is that you right. it's are just emotions. having trauma from. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, whatever you're doing may have nothing to do with what my actual trauma was. But somehow what that trauma was connects to that emotion and therefore it comes together and gives you that little bit of peace. Yeah. I mean, like I can remember like when we first really started getting into the degradation stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like we had a really rough scene. Um, you were bawling your eyes out when we were done. Like I think I was shaking too. Oh yeah. You were like completely fucked. Yeah, I I was completely fucked, literally and mentally. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) like ugly crying, shaking in a ball, you know, and like I just held you and I was telling you how much I loved you Mm -hmm. and just trying to bring you back from that. Yeah. And like we ended up cuddle fucking (laughs) while you were crying, you know, and by the end of that fuck session, mm-hmm. you know, you weren't crying anymore. You were, you know, not quite back to your that old normal self. bubbly self. Yeah. But, you know, you were very appreciative. Yeah. Of, you know, what we did of me, mm-hmm. of the experience. And that's why I love it so much. You know, like for me, 
I love that part, the taking you as low as possible and then building you back up even stronger. And I feel like that's what you have definitely done because our our degradation scenes when they occur are a lot more intense than they were when we first started. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you still are able to have that same kind of reaction, not as intense as far as like, you know, me completely bawling my eyes out and whatnot, but, and I come back a lot faster. I mean, I'm sure I could do that all over again. Oh, I'm sure you just have to find another trauma that gets unlocked. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I just really haven't had the opportunity to really dive that deep, you know, here in the past like year or so. Yeah. It's just more surface level stuff. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, we enjoy it. We do. And you know, it's definitely a big part of our play when we're able to. Mm-hmm. So I guess next week we're going to talk about humiliation. humiliation. Yes. You know, which can be similar. You know, it, it is, shares some similarities. It but, does. So a lot of times if you wanted to do your research on the two, they are going to overlap. Right. So you could literally be typing in degradation and you're going to get humiliation. You're like, that's not what I typed in. Right. But they do, they they share very similar properties, um, but there is a slight difference between them. Right. And, and we we'll, will get into that next week. We will. All right. So we have a new fun segment we that do. we're going to try. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you guys are going to like this. You can email us or message us and tell <laughs> us if you fucking hate it. But we got to try something different. Yes. So we are going to try something new where we pick a porn category and then we find a video yes. and we watch it live here and we give commentary on what we're seeing. Yes. And we're going to call this the porner back or the, the armchair porner back. <laughs> yes. So just like, you know, the armchair quarterbacks on Monday <laughs> where they talk about, you know, the football games, we're going to talk about the porn that we watch here. That sounds like a hot thing to do. And we've got the topics we're going to figure out which one we want. Yeah, right. So well, what's have, our options for today? Our options are going to be bondage. Shocker. I know, right? Rough sex. Again, shocker. Or public sex. Hmm. I think since it's something that we don't normally do, I think we should look at public sex. I knew you were going to do that one because I saw it. And I was like, ooh, ooh, that kind of intrigues me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So I'm going to go. To, of course, hang on one second. Are you going to the hub? I am. However, I have my phone on airplane mode. Oh, yeah. Give me a second here. Turns you back on because apparently you can't find porn when you're on airplane mode. No, you can't. It says you have no internet connection. (laughs) Like, oh, yeah, my bad. All right. So let me find my categories. All right. So you're just going to pick. A random video. I'm going to pick a random video in the category of the public sex. Okay. So let's see what we get. Um, and then I'm going to kind of slide over here a little bit so that we can see this together. All right. Let's pick. Just eeny, meeny, miny, mo that motherfucker. All right. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Here's one. <laughs> here we go. All right. Do we have the volume? Yeah, it's fine. All right, can you see it? Yeah. Okay. It's an ad right now. Skip ad. Skip that ad. Here we go. Fuck your ads. Oh, I clicked on the ad. You clicked on the fucking ad. Jesus. There we go. (laughs) I got it. I was doing it on a side angle. I couldn't really see. All right. So, there's a cute looking blonde in a grocery store. It looks like a very empty grocery store. Yeah. So oh, wait, there's a person and there's, oh, okay. So it's they, a couple. Okay. So of course they're not speaking English. Is this like French? Leave it to you to find fucking foreign porn. <laughs> you told me to eat mini mighty mo. <laughs> oh, she's doing it by the veggies. So, all right. So they're in a fucking grocery store and the blonde is now sucking his cock right next to the peppers. But who is it a random guy or is it the husband? Because there was, Oh, Oh no. 
I think that's the husband because the guy he motioned over is the one holding the camera. Okay. So they got a rando to do their video recording. All right. So she's blowing them now. Yeah. She's doing the old like. Like hands like sliding and twisting at the same time. Yeah. So she's got like the first couple inches of his dick in her mouth. Oh, and they keep looking like they're they're, they're going to be caught. Well, yeah, they're in a fucking grocery store. I mean, yeah, I would. Oh, now he's going to do her from behind. She just like hiked up her bottoms and like off to the side. And now he's fucking her. Yeah, she's like bent over the, the cart. cart. <laughs> oh, yeah. And she took her pants all the way off. She had jeans on. Yeah. All right, so if if this is real, like, that takes fucking balls. Right. Oh, and now they switched positions. She's now on the front of the cart, and he's fucking her from the front. Okay. Hmm. So, I don't know about you, but I don't think my balls are big enough to do that in a, a grocery store, any kind of store, like, out in the open. No, Big, like it sounds really fun. I would totally do it, but where like nobody was really going to see. So like, like you could potentially get walked in on. So like maybe the bathroom or like the fitting room or something. Oh, yeah. That's not but in public. They were literally in the fucking aisle. They were right in the aisle. They were next to the fucking cucumbers and shit. Like your chances of that being like you being walked you know, caught with that is really fucking high. Well, yeah. And of course there's cameras everywhere. Right. So if that is real, I mean, they got fucking balls. Uh, yeah. They probably also got kicked out of that freaking grocery oh, store. I'm sure if they didn't get the cops called on them, I don't know. Right. But yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Public sex is hot, but I'm going to go on, you know, the safe, sane, consensual you know, route here. Okay. Is it really sane if you could potentially have children see you? Uh, no, that's a big no. Yeah. So I would never want to be in a position where, you know, somebody could see me that doesn't, that shouldn't be seeing me. Right. You know, like, okay. Like if you were in a, in an adult environment only. Right. That would be different, but you cannot control at a grocery store who is walking down those aisles. All you have is like a little kid that rocks around and sees that not okay. Yeah. So if it was like, you know, an all adult cruise, right. And you just so happened to like fuck in the hallway and, and somebody sees you. I not, mean, I mean, you, hey, you're, you're probably going to get in trouble, but right. right. Or maybe they're going to stay and watch, but there's no laws being broken there. No. I mean, Especially at sea. But yeah, in, in that situation, I don't think I could I could do that. Like I, I don't even know if I could get hard in that situation. Yeah, I think you would be too preoccupied thinking about all of the well shit, if we do get caught, you know, this could happen or that could happen, or just the you overall are like, This is not ethical. <laughs> right. But now And that already turns you off. You're like, Yeah, no, we ain't doing this. Right. But like if that chick would have said, hey, like, follow me to the bathroom. Yeah. Probably do that. Yeah. You know, because how many people really use the bathroom at the grocery store? You'd be surprised. Yeah. I just locked the door somehow. But I will say the back bathrooms, they don't get as much use. Yeah. So there you it's go. It's the front ones that get a lot. Well, yeah, because it's up by the registers. Yeah. The so, back ones, you'd, you'd probably be able to get away with it. All right. So... That was interesting, mm -hmm. you know, and of course, you know, the guy had a nice dick. Mm -hmm. It was a porn dick. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you know, so. Was, and she was doing the whole porn moves, which was, you know, typical. Yeah, I mean. I don't think I actually use my hands that much when I give a blowjob. No, you don't. No, I just use my mouth. But you have a hard time with the grip thing. <laughs> it's because I grip too hard. Yeah. So I just say, fuck my hands. They're useless. 
Yeah. I save those for the balls because apparently I can like massage the balls just right. Yeah. But, but I whole, strangle the cock. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like you're supposed to glide over it, not like I, try to tear it off. <laughs> I mean, some guys may like that, but that's not my jam. No worries. I got my mouth for that. All right. So hopefully that was interesting. You guys, we can probably find better clips next time. Yes. Um, but the next time don't have me pick a rando. Hey, I don't know. (laughs) I didn't want it to seem like we watched it before. Well, I could have just done the first one. You should have just told me to do the first one. I bet you it would have been better. Probably. (laughs) All right. That's what will happen the next time we do this. All right. Well, that's going to be it for this week's show. Yeah. We're actually going to be under an hour and 10 minutes for once. (laughs) Woohoo! It's the first ever. Well, not ever, but. Okay. It's the first in a long time that we're going to be under an hour and 10 minutes. So thanks again. And we will see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the kitchen sink ENM and kink podcast. Please make sure to check out the people who support us. VJ's hotspot, the trendy pineapple, and also Pandora's resort. They are really awesome people and they love and support the lifestyle just the way we do. So please make sure that you go and check them out. And if you'd like to find us on social media, you can find us pretty much everywhere at K-S-E-N-M and Kink Podcast. That's all the major socials. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Clapper. And also now we are moving away from OnlyFans and you can find all of our video and picture content at fansly.com slash K-S-E-N-M and kink podcast.